0: Welcome to podcast number 66 for Thanks for Your Service. Our focus is on historical topics relating to the Australian military. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Just search for Thanks for Your Service. Our website is www.thanksforyourservice.net and you can email us at info at thanksforyourservice.net. If you've ever ventured into a local park in Australia, you may have come across a remnant of the colonial era of our military past – an old cannon or a gun. John Rogers has spent considerable time and effort in researching Victoria's guns. John, my interest in the guns came from Surrey Gardens in Melbourne with boys climbing on these old cannon uh, next to the shrine in the gardens. Um, And many parks in Victoria have examples of colonial guns. Where do we start with the story of the guns in Victoria? Can we first define... What is a gun?
1: A oh, gun's just something that explodes to fire a projectile. Pretty basic definition, really. It can be. It's just interesting that you mentioned you saw boys climbing on them. Since 1888, there's been a group of people in a in Victoria that have sort of dedicated themselves, a bit like the Illuminati in those um, films from the Crusader times, where they these this body sort of dedicates itself to preserving the guns and they're not known to each other basically but since 1888 the children's gun polishing brigade has been religiously polishing these guns and if you ever see guns that aren't accessible to kids they're definitely not as they're not polished they're rough they're they're rusting away and there was a gun in ballarat from cerberus from oh 1898 up till 1987 pristine condition it goes down to HMAS Cerberus, where the Children's Gun Polishing Brigade can't get to it. And it's it's, it's sad to see it degrading, um, even underneath, they seem to get their legs under there. Uh, and there's two others in Victoria Park in Ballarat, well, kids don't go there, and they're, they're terrible. But the rest were in parks, as you know, the ones in Surrey Gardens, nicely polished. Mm. Uh, Sorry, you said, okay, what happened? There's two types of guns or two categories of guns, really. There's the guns that came out as, as armament on ships like the Cerberus or the Nelson um, and lots of other, the Victorian Albert and the First Victoria. Uh, so there's guns from ships, but then there's the shore defence guns. And the shore defence c- defense guns can be the same guns, actually. It's, there's there's a gun we had at um, Sea Works, non, now going back to Clunes, we don't know if it's a shore defence gun or off HMC is Victoria, unless you've got the number, you can't tell. Um, whereas other ones are clearly shore defence guns and some are clearly um, ship's guns. Probably worth knowing is the guns you see around, the ones in Surrey Gardens, they're what you call muzzle loaders, where everything gets shoved in the barrel and rammed down and then there's a fuse that gets fired, fires a gun. Fuse gets lit that fires a gun. But the earlier, and the later guns are bridge loaders where things get poked in the back of the barrel it's sealed up and then it's fired and you'll find some early ones of those and some later ones of those around but the guns you're referring to are from colonial times the 1800s and
0: and and how do we start with this story how did they get here why are they in the many parks
1: Okay, like, like Victoria was aware that we might be attacked by foreign power. Uh, at one stage we worried about the Americans when there was a, a dispute with the northern United States during the Civil War. Uh, the Russians were a perennial uh, concern, threat, and even the French at one point. So Victoria, um, well Sydney was protected by the Royal Navy that was stationed up there on the Australia Station. Uh, Victoria really was too far away, so we got shore defence guns, and then we started a navy, and we had a navy with, at, at the most, you could put out sixteen vessels if it came to the crunch. Half of those were full time, torpedo boats, gunboats, uh, the Cerberus, which was a monitor ironclad, um, and others were temporary ships that overnight could be fitted with guns. Uh, so. Uh, At the end of the colonial times, you've got a lot of obsolete guns laying around. uh, Nelson's gone up to Sydney as a a hulk, basically, and all its guns are taken off. So that's 42 guns that are sitting around. Um, Other guns were 68-pounders, the big ones. If you've seen the um, Eureka Stockade Monument in Ballarat, and there's some down in the western ports of Portland and Port Ferry and Warrnambool, uh they're obsolete by then in fact most of them were and if you, you could put in the government let it be known that if you wanted these you could have them local councils so local councils you tended to be and i not need to be on a railway line to get them there you know affordably so a lot of councils, councils put in for them um i just one in colac it's one in tarnagala as uh, one in clunes and who in the surrey gardens now i don't know how you qualified for two ballarat's got four eight oh, 12 i think or 16 16 guns up there all different types
0: we've mentioned ballarat and you mentioned some other other towns in victoria but uh, are there are, are other parts of victoria where these guns are located as well oh they're right around victoria
1: hamilton i mentioned carlac echuca Uh, Well, Warrnambool and Portland and Port Ferry had guns because they were, in 1870, when the railway got down to those western ports directly to um, Warrnambool and um, Port Ferry and and via uh, uh, Hamilton, um, Ararat and Hamilton for Portland, suddenly the, the bad guys could land not just at Western Port Bay or Melbourne, they could land at Port Ferry. And get a train ride to the city you know take over the train so we had to defend those three western ports so there's um fortifications down there with um 80 pounders 68 pounders 32 pounders you know quite a few collections quite a big collection down there
0: and you mentioned the nelson and i gather in colonial victoria uh am i right to say that the ship was known as her majesty's was it a victorian ship hmvs or what 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 was the prefix for the name?
1: It was built after the Battle of Trafalgar. I think it was ordered a month after the Battle of Trafalgar. And when it was commissioned, uh, 4th of July, 1814, it was commissioned as HMS Nelson. It was the biggest warship the British had built to that time. Interesting, 200 years later, on the same day, the British commissioned or christened um, HMS Queen Elizabeth. Um, The the now biggest British warship ever built I don't think it's a coincidence it was the same name It was obviously around the same time So they made it the same day Um, Nelson was built or was launched in 14 As you know the um, Napoleonic Wars finished the next year So Nelson was completed Uh, They never actually put masts on it until about 1846 It never had guns on it until it was sent out here. So I sat around, it laid up in ordinary as HMS Nelson. It, it's fascinating though, it was because of the Battle of Trafalgar, where the British uh, sailed straight towards the um, Spanish and French fleet, the Spanish and fleet, it was sort of like the long part of the T, they were heading towards the ships laid up as a, a line. So the French and the Spanish could fire at the British. But the british couldn't fire ahead they could not fire forward so when nelson was designed and built it was built with a different bow first time in 200 years and they could put guns at the the front at the bow and they could fire forward never needed because the polionic wars are over and there's a hundred years of peace but those those guns are up at um northcote no they're not they're up at um, eagle Hall, near bendigo Um, So when it came out here, it was actually lent to us. Before they sent it out, they put a steam engine on in 1860. Uh, They made it a bit longer so they could fit the steam engine in, I guess, and they cut it down. So um, two gun decks. It was 120 guns when built. Um, So they cut it down, probably 90, but it came out as 48 from memory. And it came out here on loan as HMVS, Her Majesty's Victorian ship, Nelson. It actually had some bits on it from HMS Bellerophon, um, but probably not worth going into that because we're talking about guns today. And it, it never, it was came out and was used as a, a boys' training ship. There were a lot of kids on the street, gold rushes, t- kids tended to get separated from parents or abandoned. Uh, and so the government set up these industrial schools. And one of them, they decided would be on Nelson. First it was on Sir Harry Smith. Then when Nelson got here, all the boys went across to Nelson. And it was just, it wasn't a reformatory. They did have reformatory ships, but this wasn't. This was just to give kids something to do um, and to look after them. They slept on board the ship and quite a few of them joined the Victorian Navy as a result. But Nelson was a training ship for a while. Then it was made... (laughs) the flagship of the Victorian Navy and it was obsolete and we had this cutting edge um, breastwork monitor Cerberus. But if you were the captain and the officers, you didn't want to be sleeping in Cerberus or stationed there during the day because if the steam wasn't up, there's no ventilation, there's very limited light. So they made the flagship Nelson because it had windows and (laughs) ventilation. And there's a great photo of the paymaster standing up in the captain's cabin he couldn't stand up inside Cerberus he was six foot one Goodness. so it was um oh, it was used to service the torpedo boats when they went down for exercises but it had guns but you know it was wood you know it was not that slow but it was obsolete as a warship
0: but it had its roles Mm. So in Surrey Gardens the guns are known as Brooke's babies I think Brooke was a counsellor who arranged for the movement of the guns into the gardens and and I believe that they came from the Nelson but what other guns in Victoria came from other ships
1: Okay well first with the Nelson the guns at Surrey Gardens weren't fired much they were pretty obsolete they were 32 pounders smooth bore The British took a bunch of similar guns the ones in Surrey Gardens are about two tons. Um, the weights actually on the barrel. If you look at the barrel, it'll like say forty-two dash something dash something, and that's hundred weights, quarters and pounds. And it's about um, twenty hundred weights to a ton, so they're roughly two tons. They were I'd probably only find about ten times each. Guesswork. The similar guns, but three tons, were bored out a little bit, had a wrought iron tube put in them and they were rifled. So uh, if you go to Tarnagala, Colac, Hamilton, yeah, and and other places, there's four in Ballarat, they're rifled, so there's grooves going down the barrel in a a twisted fashion. And the idea is the shell gets pushed down there, there's studs on the side of the shell, it engages the grooves, and when you fire it, it spins uh, clockwise. So it goes further and it's more accurate, whereas the thirty-two pounders in Surrey Gardens and these guns, the sixty-fours before they were converted, just fired a cannonball, and they're not nowhere near as accurate. So the ones, the it, sixty-four pounders, the bought out upgraded guns, Hamilton, colac Ballarat, and a few other places, I think a has got one. They were fired about fifty times each while they were on Nelson, and there were twenty of those. The ones at Surrey Gardens probably only uh, fired for um, signalling purposes, you know, salutes and stuff. Uh, also on Nelson, there's the big ones on at the bow. They're called bow chasers. They were sixty-eight pounders, so, uh, the same as the ones at Eureka Stockade and and down at the Western Ports. There's some. Um, the ones at Eaglehawk, Hawk, the bow chasers, they were, as I said, 68-pounders. They were bored out and had a barrel poked into them, so it stuck out longer than the 68. And they could fire seven-inch um, shells, not cannonballs. They could fire cannonballs, but I don't think they would have, whereas the 64-pounders could fire the old cannonballs or the new spherical shots. The bow chasers are interesting. There was one of those fired down off uh, St Kilda in 1877. And because they always rotate, if you got St Kilda on your left, you're parallel to the shore, the shell will hit the water and bounce off to the right. Don't know why, but this one bounced left. So it went through an, an organ shop, just Mr chopperman. this is from the newspapers at the time, yeah. bounced off killed Kilda railway station and ended up at the pub across the road. So... My guess is it hit the side of a wave or something because it shouldn't have gone to the left. should have gone to the right. So no one was hurt. There are other guns where people were hurt. They're dangerous things. So the Nelson basically had three types. It had some little ones as well, but they're not in parks. So the 32-pounders, the 64s, and these 7-inch guns. It's interesting. When they converted these 7-inch guns, the Admiralty declared they were the only guns on any of their ships or? I'm not sure that could actually pierce the sides of HMS Warrior because mm. they're such a punch. They, they're quite powerful. The rest of the guns on Victoria, on, on Nelson, wouldn't have been a lot of use in a fight unless you're hitting unarmored ships.
0: Mm. What about other colonial ships and guns? What, what other examples are there in Victoria that people can see today?
1: Okay, our first warship was Sir Harry Smith, which was a bark. Small ship wasn't used with sails. It was sort of moored halfway between Williamstown and Port Melbourne. It had some th- smaller 32-pounders on. Actually, weighed more than the Nelson ones, but those shorter barrel. Now, where are they? I just we just found one the other day in a in a front yard in Williamstown. There's one down at Fort Queenscliff. Uh, there's some down the western ports. Um, so they were on the, Sir so Harry Smith and the second ship. Normally, generally thought to be the first ship, but it's it was a year after Sahari. It Was H M Her Majesty's Colonial ship Victoria. It was always referred to as H M C S because there was a, a later Victoria. It had the guns for like a Clunes, and there's four up in Ballarat, um, and again dotted around the place. There, the smaller thirty-two pounders. They weigh about a ton each one of the ones up i say before they were dangerous one of the ones in Ballarat three triple seven i think outside the range of barracks it was down at the domain battery just firing a a, a salute i don't know what might have been a holiday or someone was in town and the guy' organizing the officer in charge was a bit worried about the chap firing it and he put his expert on and then they're they're ramming they rammed the barrel down with a, a, a wet, I forget i what you call it <laughs> it's like a ramrod, but it's wet and cloth. So they rammed that down to, to get any embers. Anyway, they did that, then they um put the powder in for the second shot and they're ramming that and it went off and blew the gun's arm off. Shattered it. He was on fire, but you put people out pretty quickly, but he never got his arm back. Mm. So they hired the gun at that point and sent it up to Bella. But and, and they did a cast of the barrel to see you know, what had gone wrong. They couldn't work out what had gone wrong, so they just weren't prepared to use it again. Other ships, sorry, there's I'm losing the track at times. Okay, Victoria and Albert, HMVS Victoria and HMVS Albert, they came out in '84. They're massive guns. They're eight inch breech loaders. They're out at Northcote, either side of the main road, going into Northcote. They're very impressive guns. I think Victoria had, Victoria had a 10-inch gun, but it was too big for the ship, so they took it out and put an 8-inch one on. What else is there? Well, Cerberus is one of the Cerberus guns, as I said before, moved from Ballarat to HMA, HMAS Cerberus, yeah. So basically, before Nelson came out all the, the, the ships, well, Sir Harry Smith was just Sir Harry Smith. It was never HMVS, HMCS, probably because it didn't sail anywhere. It just got anchored there because the guns couldn't cover the whole um, Hobsons Bay, so it was in the middle, extra protection. Nelson came out, um, and then all the ships from then on, are Her Majesty's Victorian ship. Uh, we still were, so there's an HMCS Victoria, and later on an HMVS Victoria.
0: In terms of, of the different designation, whether a ship was a HMCS or a HMVS, what, what determined that? I don't know, I
1: don't think there's anything. We, we call them HMCS, the first one, and to differentiate later, I guess, or because we were being more serious about having a navy. I don't know what the reason is there. Mm. In um, Queensland, they had some gunboats, very similar to, well, our Albert, same as Albert, actually, Gay and Dar and Paluma, uh, Thunder and Lightning in Aboriginal, their local Aboriginal line, language. They were HMQS, Her Majesty's Queensland ship. And they had some torpedo boats, but boats aren't hm or anything because they're boats they're not ships yeah. in um australia they didn't go for hmsas so i guess it was too long so as they used colonial hmcs and that was um, protector um and the only other colonial oh no they were two torpedo boats up in sydney and they had an old um oh, like a ship like nelson wolverine and there was a torpedo boat down in tasmania but it never got named
0: mm. Is is there still an operational gun in Victoria from the colonial uh, era?
1: I'd, I'd say they're probably all operational. There's a reenactors group that fires various guns occasionally. Um, so they fired ones down at Portland, Port Ferry, and Williamstown. There's a couple of big nine inch guns on the foreshore there uh, from um, Fort Jellybrand. And those guns got moved down the heads when I mean, we're really worried about the Russians. But what they do is they don't put in a full charge and a shot. You know, we had them fire a gun down at Half Moon Bay and one of the spectators complained nothing came out. Well, yes, I don't want to kill anyone, basically. Yeah. Well, that would be half a kilogram of powder in where you probably had oh, 20 kilograms or something. I'm guessing of that. I'm not sure what each gun would have. Mm. And it makes a bang and everyone goes, who are? Uh, but you wouldn't want to put a full charge in because you might blow the barrel apart some of them you can't fire the one at um darlesford's got a cannonball down the barrel you put put a camera in and take a photo you can see it very clearly one of the nine inch guns at fort jelly has got one of the projectiles protruding from the barrel and it's probably rusted in now i don't know how you'd get it out and these are muzzle loaders. you can't get in from behind you know you got to somehow roll it out i don't know how. so they're mostly be fireable
0: and did any of the guns fire a shot in anger
1: well the best thing about having a strong navy is no one turns up uh no one turned up whether it's because of that or was a century of peace there was an incident 1870s i think it was 18 i'd have to check just i wrote it down somewhere 1858 oh yeah where the general noel was or noel was leaving Queenscliff and they decided to take the pilot and the customs guys and put them ashore and then head off. And fortunately, uh, Victoria was in the area, so went after them and brought them back. Now one report said they fired a shot across the bow, but I've only read that once and that was someone looking back 50 years or 30 years. So things get embellished over time, so the best reports are at the time. There was no mention of it was an american ship and the american ship um captains had a meeting in port and described it as piracy but nothing came of it i don't know if the americans were upset or whatever but I, if it was piracy they must have been outside the three and a half mile limit uh, we had no jurisdiction outside that limit mm. Which, although victoria went off to new zealand as part of the Mau- one of the maori wars And I read somewhere about firing a shot there, but could never find it again, and the chap who knows most about it is keen to get that evidence. They sent men ashore and they fought, but I don't think they fired their gun there. Not sure. So we know we killed anyone with them, except some of our own people got hurt by
0: them. Where did your interest in the guns come from?
1: Oh, well, from we trying to save did some something about saving the Cerberus, which was a very powerful ship, our most powerful ship, heavily armed and armored, heavily armored. I started studying the ship, Cerberus, and the men sort of move around between the ships. The men all had um, cap ribbons that said HMVS Cerberus, but they serve on the torpedo boats or Nelson or the gunboats. You didn't they did weren't designated just Cerberus crew and they've got guns like there's some guns moved from nelson to when it was um pensioned off that moved across onto cerberus quick firing guns 14 pounders Uh, interesting they're the only two guns of of its type on the planet and they went off to um, china with the naval brigades in 1900 we built um, down the railway workshops we built um, gun carriages so they could be maneuvered on land and as soon as we got to hong kong the brits said well we can't get ammunition for that they're the only guns on the planet they changed the later model they were prototypes so they gave us some guns they could provide ammo for And i guess they stayed over there they probably melted down a long time ago it's a real shame and one of their shells recently uh, that was a find
0: now, you, you had previously developed a, a mobile phone application to, to describe and to track a lot of these guns and you've done a lot of work recently and thank you very much that people can now access some information uh, via the web. Um, where can they go to find out some more information about the guns?
1: Okay, cerberus.com.au forward slash guns. And that takes you to a web page that has links to all the different slideshows on the different guns. The app, 18 months after, Google Maps changed their maps and now it didn't work anymore. Mm. But on my phone, I can do a lot of things with it, but I don't know, maybe one day we'll get some money and we'll uh, re it. But, you know, how much do you spend? And then Google Maps changes their maps again.
0: Mm. And if people are at a local park and they come across what they think is a, is a gun from the colonial era, are there markings or are there identifiers that they can help or maybe check against your webpage? How do people find out more information about these guns?
1: Okay, jump your hand in the barrel, see if there's grooves. And the grooves are a centimetre, two centimetres wide, probably two centimetres. And that's the rifling um, groove. So that'll tell you if it's a rifle gun. Otherwise, if there's no grooves, it's a smooth bore. If you can't put anything in the back of it where you'd light fire the thing from, from the breech end, then it's a smooth ball. Uh, sorry, then it's a, a muzzle loader. So there's smooth ball muzzle loaders, rifle muzzle loaders. There's markings on it. The weights on the guns, so as I said before, it'll have a um I will sum a forty five six two, which is hundred weights, quarters and pounds. Um, and twenty hundred weight is about a ton. So you can identify them that way. If they got 42 and they're, then they're from Nelson, if they start with 25, they might have been on Victoria or their shore defence. If they start with 45, their shore defence might have been on Sir Harry Smith. But this is all in the slideshows. So you can pick that up there. If they're I'm trying to think of 68 pounders, I can't think what weight. They're about three tonnes the 68 pound i should have mentioned earlier or 32 pound or 40 80 pound that's the weight of the projectile whereas if someone says it's a uh, the 64 pounders are also 6.3 inch guns because they're 6.3 inches wide whereas the ones on Cerberus were 10 inch wide by a 400 pound projectile so you can see a Cerberus shell at 400 is much bigger than a 64 pounder and service could fire all four at once so 600 pounds heading towards you do a lot of damage nine inch guns and nine inch wide i think they were a 300 pound shell one thing's interesting about the nine inch guns a lot of things are interesting there's a fence down in brighton made out of projectiles shells from um the nine inch guns which weren't shipped are were only shore defence guns there's only like 160 shells making up this fence okay that's in one of the slideshows
0: that's the podcast for today the website for the guns is www.cerberus.com.au forward slash victoriasguns we're keen to hear your feedback by leaving a review on your podcast app your reviews help new listeners find our podcast. And you can help support this podcast via Patreon or buy me a coffee. The links are on our website and Facebook page and your support helps us with the production of this podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for your service.